Quiet, please. Quiet, please. Foley Mara Studios presents Quiet, Please, which is written by Willis Cooper, directed by Chuck and Megan Mara, and features Anton Prather. Quiet, Please for tonight is called Beezer's Cellar. I looked at Marlene. Marlene looked at me when we heard this old woman talking about Beezer's Cellar. Get a load of this, Marlene, I said. And she picked up a french fry and ate it very quiet while we listened to the old woman. She was sounding off to another old woman, and the other old woman couldn't get a word in edgeways. So, this here Beezer? They always called her Six Finger Beezer, see? I counted she had six fingers on each hand. She never did build her house. She got the cellar dug and then she up and hung herself in it. Well... I don't know why, rightly, but there was some talk about the cellar being dug into a cursed ground. Well, I want to tell you, there's been mighty odd doings up there by George, up at Beezer Cellar. What? Well, fires and lights at night. And don't you tell me Foxfire. I've seen Foxfire, and I know it when I see it, and this here ain't Foxfire. Hmm. Sixty-odd years ago, and moans and hooting and hollering all over the place at night. Trees are waving their branches when they ain't no wind. No, sir, that's a real deserted place. You couldn't get me up there with a ten-foot pole. That there place is haunted, Sonny. I want another root beer. No, sir. Ghosts and spirits and crawling things that hoot and holler, they ain't in my line at all. You getting that, Marlene? Gosh, no. Ain't been up there since I was a kid in short pants. A clique of us went up there one afternoon in the fall. And we thought we seen a skeleton lying down there on the floor of the cellar, and we cut and run. Never stopped till we got to the C&A tracks. Yes, sir, Sonny. Whew. Oh, thank you for the root beer. And that there's the place to shun. And by golly, people shun it. Well, it's right out past the cemetery, where you turn off to Strickfadden Road. But it'd take quite a lot of finding. About three mile east is the big elm tree that was struck by lightning. But I wouldn't be caught dead there for all the treasures on, Marlene, in the universe. I said. And we sort of just drifted out of the place. The car was parked up under a big tree by the side of the road. Callan was sitting there with a P-38 pistol she brought back from the war with a feed on the suitcase with the $82,000. We stopped to count it on the side street in Wilmington on the way down from Chicago. We watched the state cops go on past us down 66. Then, we switched the license plates and jogged on after them. But Callan wasn't taking any chances. She had the snoot of that P-38 in our faces the minute we walked up. You... Ought to make some kind of noise or something. Might have let you have it. Put that gun away for a minute. Move over. Get in, Marlene. You bring me a sandwich? Barbecued pork, all right? Yeah. Could eat it raw. What's cooking? Stanley's got an idea. What now? You scared of ghosts, Callan? I ain't scared of anything. Well, that's good. 
What's this about ghosts? We might run into a couple of them where we're going. An old woman with six fingers on each hand. Who, a cop? She hanged herself 60 years ago. What is all this double talk? Quit hollering, eat your sandwich. Listen, what are you figuring on? I found a place to leave the bag with the money for a while. While things cool off. Leave the bag? What'd you think I was gonna do? In that cellar? What cellar? Stanley, are you crazy? Listen, how'd you like to let me in on this, huh? Listen, this is a haunted cellar, see? Stanley! The old woman says nobody ever goes there. They're scared to go there. So am I! Oh, can it, Marlene? There ain't nothing to be scared of. Mm Mm-hmm, only ghosts. Well, we could always go riding around the countryside if you wanna, asking some hit cop to take us. Yeah, it's always the way with you amateurs. I'm no amateur. I shot the guys, didn't I? Who told you to shoot? Who told you which ones to shoot? Well, what are you beefing about? I didn't say anything. Well, I wish I'd never got into this. For a nice chunk of $82,000? You wish that? Well, do we have to do it this way, Stanley? You think of a better way. Where is this place? A few miles from here. What are we waiting for? Ask my gal. Oh, we won't have to stay there long then, will we, Stanley? Why, listen, baby. You think I'd go there at all if I didn't have a hot suitcase to take care of? We'll leave right away. I will. (laughs) We all will. Whether old Six Fingers shows up to scare us or not. Don't, Stanley. Which way, Stan? Well, the old lady says something about a road. Strick fed in road. Well... Don't look now, but the reason I was asking is there's a motorcycle coming down the road back there. Where? I was just kind of interested in our next move. Not that I haven't got ideas of my own. (laughs) Put that gun away. I was only going to ask him a question. Callan didn't have to ask him a question. Marlene stepped out of the car and she walked right up to the man in the blue suit and she said, How do I get a strict fat and road, officer? And the officer told her just as polite as a head waiter. (laughs) He'd have been awful surprised if he'd known what was pointed at him while he was being so nice to that cute little redhead. (laughs) Yeah, what he don't know won't hurt him, I always say. We relaxed. Well, so we found the road all right. We drove along slow. Little old Model A Ford with Indiana license plates. We were pretty quiet. I don't know what Callan was thinking about, or Marlene, but I know what I was thinking about. Trees hanging low over the road. Trees that moved their branches when there wasn't any wind. And lights in the night that wasn't Foxfire. (laughs) Whatever Foxfire is. And pretty soon, there was a great big old elm tree alongside the road, and it looked as if it had been struck by lightning. So we stopped. And there wasn't any trees waving their branches or funny noises. But we found Beezer's cellar. Hmm. I wish we hadn't. There was the elm tree that was struck by lightning. There was a fence that we busted down. There was kind of a path. Or it had been a path once. It was all I could do in the dark to bust my way through the underbrush with the flashlight. And Marlene and Callan waiting in the car, ready to go into a damsels in distress act if an inquisitive cop pulled up. <laughs> distress. The Haney pistol aimed under her arm over the side of the car. 
It was a lot easier getting the $82,000 than it was crawling through the bushes looking for Beezer Cellar. I pretty near fell into it. Didn't smell very good. There was water in spots in the bottom. And it looked haunted enough. I kind of felt my back hair coming up. But I said, Ah, well, it's better than one of those little line rooms they got down Stateville. And I went back after Callan and Marlene. We run the car off the road hoping nobody'd see it. We lugged the suitcase back through the underbrush. I jumped down. Callan and Marlene climbed down after me. Good deal, huh? Looks haunted, all right. I don't like this, Stanley. Well, let's stash the bag and get out of here. How you gonna do it? Dig a hole, jerk, and bury it. What with? Well, didn't ya? Oh, for... Oh, 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 wait a minute, Stanley. I see something over there against the wall. Flash the light. I thought I saw it when I climbed out. Huh, a shovel. (laughs) Ain't that convenient. Maybe the ghost left it here. Oh, cut it out. (laughs) Scare you, kid? Cut that out. Hey, hold the light, Callan. I know, turn it out quick. There's a car coming. Okay. Have to make so much noise. You want to dig? I'll hold the light. Wait. What's the matter? Shut up. Thought I heard somebody. Oh, go on, dig. (sighs) Pick up the bricks. Okay. Let me hold the light and you can both dig. We'll get out of here quicker. Okay. Boo! (gasps) Don't do that, Stanley. (laughs) Nobody gonna hurt you, kid. No, but... Here, come back with that light. Come on. Let's stop getting around. I'm going to sit down. You'll get all that. No, there's an old busted chair here. Oh, for the love. All right, all right. There. Yeah. Now let's go. (gasps) Now what's the matter? Stanley, you didn't sit in this chair, did you? You kidding? Callie? What's the matter? Somebody's been sitting in it. The seat's all warm. And she dropped the flashlight. And it rolled down into the hole we've been digging. The light went bouncing down and down and down and down. Hundreds of feet. We could watch it twisting and turning and lighting up the sides of a deep, smooth shaft that seemed to have no bottom at all. Ah, there we were in the dark down in Beezer's cellar. The darkness pushing down on us. There was a sound somewhere way far off that seemed to come up at us from the bottomless pit we had opened. And I swore. I lit a match. Callan and Marlene were leaning over the edge of the hole. Marlene jumped back and she started screaming. (laughs) And she wouldn't stop. I said, cut it out. You want all the cops in the state to come running? She grabbed me by the arm. I'm so sorry. She was yammering like a baby. She passed out cold. Only the quick grab that Callan made kept her from falling right down the hole. Well, Callan and I splashed some of that dirty water in her face, and pretty soon she sat up. She started to cry. And it started to rain. Look. Callan said. 
Look, I don't go for this, Stanley. You scared of ghosts? I'm nuts! There's no ghosts! But I think we can find a better place to bury our dough than Miss Beezer's cellar. Let's get out of here, please! Let's get out of here! Cut it out, Marlene! No, no! Let's get out of here! I tell you, I saw... You saw a reflection of the match down this old well. Well, sure. That's what it is. That's a well. Some of these old houses had a well right in the center. I remember it from when I was a kid, and we busted into the well. I saw eyes looking at me. Cut it out. You didn't either. We'd have been in a swell fix if we dropped the suitcase down the well. Yeah, I'll say we would. (laughs) Let's dig another hole. (laughs) Shut up, Marlene. Get out of this. I'm getting soaked. Yes, let's get out of here, Stanley. Go on, you two. If you want it. I'm gonna get this suitcase planted. Come on, Kalen! Yeah, hurry up, Stanley. I'll hurry. <sighs> Wish you hadn't dropped that lat. Oh, Kalen, Kalen, I'm scared. All right, all right, cut it out. Hurry! Don't make so much noise. All right, I'll, I'll boost you up first. <sighs> I can't, I can't get up here, Kalen! <laughs> Well, wait. I'll light a match. Oh, we're on the other side, I guess. What's the matter? I can't find the place where we climbed down. Oh, over this way. No. This side. No, that way. Kalen? Yeah? What's the matter? Wait. Say, you know something, Stanley? Huh? No what? Something's happened. What are you whispering about? Listen, Stanley, I, I've been all around the walls of this place, and that busted place in the wall where we came down ain't there anymore. Kellen? What are you talking on I'm about? I'm telling you, Stanley, light a match and look for yourself. And I struck a match. And I shielded it carefully in my hands. And I looked around the walls of Beezer's cellar in the drizzling rain. And you know what? There wasn't any way out of the place that I could see. The walls, all four of them, were just smooth as glass. And from way, way down deep into the earth, I could just see a little bitty gleam from that flashlight. And I thought to myself... I see what Marlene meant. It it does look like eyes now, don't it? Down at the bottom of a musty old cellar, in the middle of the night, in a hole in the floor that goes down, I haven't got any idea how far. In rain, an hysterical woman, in a suitcase with $82,000, Oh, no way to get out of the place. Great, huh? Well, you can explain anything, can't you? The hole in the floor? Sure, that was a well. The eyes she thought she saw? Sure. That was the flashlight reflecting on the water down there. And the way we couldn't get out? Well, 
Maybe the wall wasn't as busted down as I thought it was when we got into the place. Maybe we didn't notice how smooth the walls was. Yeah, sure. And how are you going to explain that chair seat being warm when Marlene sat down on it? <laughs> yeah, that's right, Cal. I didn't want to come here in the first place, and those eyes scared the life out of me. There's no such thing as ghosts. You picked a swell time to make a statement like that, boy. Well, there ain't. Maybe there is no ghost, but there are other things. Like what? Oh, I don't know. Like, like things come up out of the ground. Oh, cut it out. Give me a cigarette, Callan. We gonna sit here all night in the rain? What'll I do? Fly out of here or something? Give me a match. Wait, I'll spit for you. Here. Let's get out of here. Wait till morning. We'll find a way out then. I wonder if we can reach the top of that wall if we stood on that chair. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you couldn't get me to touch that chair for a million dollars. It was warm. Hey, that don't signify nothing. It does to me. What about the suitcase? What? What'd you do with it? I'm sitting on it. Is it warm? Hot as a pistol. Oh, cut it out, will ya? Cut it out. I'm scared. Look, I don't like this any too well either. Then sit close to me, please. I'm cold. <sighs> Move over this way. Well, don't worry, kids. In another couple of months, we'll come back and pick up a little prize package here. We'll be warm for life. All of us. If we ever get out of here. Yeah, come on. Ah! What was that? You do that, Cal? No. What was it? I don't know. Stanley? Oh, wait a minute, Stanley. I think I know what it was. What? Wait. Stan? What? Come here. Careful now. In the damn darkness, I moved toward the sound of Callan's voice. She stuck my hand and put it on the edge of the hole I dug. See? What? A couple of bricks fell in the hole. Oh. Marlene, get back from the edge. What is it? Move back, honey. Oh, Stanley. Light a match, Stanley. You got him. You light one. All right. Stand back a little. And in the light from the match before it fizzled out in the rain, I saw what had made the sound. Two or three bricks had got loosened at the edge of the hole I dug and fallen in. And as I looked before the match went out, two more sagged and fell downward into the bottomless pit. I yelled, Get back, Marlene! Callan lit another match. Look out! A crack yawned open. And with a crash, a half a dozen more bricks tumbled into the hole. And below us, I could see the feeble glow of the flashlight way down there. It seemed to me that things crawled far, far below us in that horrible pit. Callan and I had dragged Marlene away to the wall. There was a rumble. The mouth of the pit grew bigger. Seeing that the glow from down there was growing stronger, I sat there, huddled up against the slippery walls, frozen cold with terror, and another section of the floor fell in. Marlene sobbing and Callan and I scrambling at the slippery walls. There wasn't a chance. And the rumbling stopped for a second. We flattened ourselves against the bricks and the light that came up from down there. 
I could see Callan's staring eyes and the tears of fright shining on Marlene's cheeks. I said, we gotta get out of here. Oh, Stanley! (laughs) Help me up the wall, Stanley! Ain't no use to try, kids. You can't get out. And I looked up, and there, sitting comfortably on the edge of the cellar wall, grinning at us in the light that flowed up from the pit in the cellar floor, was the old woman Marlene and I had heard at the roadside restaurant. The old woman who told the Lord's story about Beezer's cellar. It ain't no use to try. You're stuck. Oh, help! Help! Oh, don't hoot and holler, lady. Look, old woman, give us a hand, will ya? I heard tell of a feller long time ago that got down in this here cellar just like you done. Give us a hand. The floor's going. I know. The floor fell in with him, too. Well, help us! He killed a feller down towards uh, Manito, and he came and hid here in the cellar. Give us a hand out of here! And the same thing happened to him. Never did find his body. (laughs) More floor falling in, hey? Come on, give us a hand up out of here. Help us! Please! Please! (laughs) Know what's down there? Fire and destruction. Listen, old woman! But girl, you know you had not a shot that poor feller at the bank up there in Chicago. Murder's bad. Listen, we got a lot of money down here with us. I know it. You're criminals. Uh, well, we'll split it with you. Don't want no part of stolen money, bug. <gasps> oh, oh, help us! Not much more floor left, is there? They'll never find your bodies. Now, listen, you old... Uh- now, don't call names, girl. Callan, put that pistol down. That won't do you no good. Too bad. Listen, lady, for the... Look, there's a scared woman down here. Yeah. Criminal, like you two. Uh, but, but look, look out, Marlene. <gasps> oh, oh, Stanley, there isn't any place left to stand. <laughs> here, Marlene. Kind of figured you was listening to me back there at Soul Weather Stand. Kinda figured you'd come kitten out here to the cellar. <laughs> Lady, listen to reason. Please, just reach down and give us a hand. Kinda figured I'd come along and watch and see what would happen to you. Mighty interesting. Oh, if I could get my hands on you. I can't. Not less I let you. You can't do this to us. We we are No, girly. No use of a hollering. The wages of sin is death, I always say. You robbed and you murdered, so you get to be punished, see? You can't sit there and watch us die! The hunk of floor is going. You better move off to one side. I'm gonna get that old... Uh Uh-uh, don't you dare. Put down your pistol, missy. I'll get her. I told you, champ, no use. Please! Kellen, don't! Don't get off me! Get off me! Listen, Sheriff! I ain't no sheriff. I'm just the dame interested in seeing justice done. I recognized you back there at the restaurant. And I thought to myself, I thought, well, I'll just toll these people over here to the cellar. And we'll leave things take their course. Look out, Molly! Oh! Oh! 
service you any pity, ma'am. Not much. Not much for thieves and murderers. She's crazy, Stanley. There's an insane asylum across the river there someplace. She's escaped from there. No, honey. I ain't insane. Listen, what would you give to get out of there? You, you can have half the money. Ain't much time for bargaining. Give it all to her, Stanley. That's better. You ought to be willing to give up all the money to save your lives. Oh, yes, yes, yes! If I was in a fix like that, I'd give anything I got. Well, we won't. Yes, we will! Floor getting hot down there. Mighty interesting. Well? All right, you can have all the money. Help us out. Oh, no, you don't, Stanley. Hand it up. Stanley, how did we know she'll help us? Take it, quit! No! Alan leaped at the suitcase I was handing up to the old woman. Her fingers just touched the edge of the bag when another section of the floor gave way right under her. It fell down and down and down and down, twisting and turning into the fire that kept coming higher and higher up the shaft, reaching for us. And the old woman took the bag and set it down at the edge of the cellar. See, that might have been you, fella. Or you, lady. Help us out of here! Scoop riddance. She was the one that shot the fellers in the bank up in Chicago. Good riddance, I always say. Are you going to hell? Sure, sure. Right in the nick of time. Here, grab hold of my hand, lady. I'm afraid. Up you come, lady. Booster, mister. Uh, There you are. This is right as rain. All right. Now you. And as the strong arms of the old woman lifted me up over the lip of the cellar wall, the last section of the floor below us fell away into the fire. And just as if a play or something was over, the flames died down. First they were yellow, then purple, and then... They just went out. Marlene grabbed my arm. Where did she go? Stanley, where did she go? I don't... Hey! Old woman! Hey! Stanley! Come on, let's get out of here. What's this? What? Marlene! What? She didn't take the money. It's right here. And so I picked up the suitcase and Marlene and I hacked our way through all the underbrush back to the road. We were just opening the door to the car to get in. Go away from Beezer Cellar. And there were sawed-off shotguns in our faces and lights. I could see the state cop's badge behind the light. He laughed and said, Come on, kids. We're going for a ride. It's very comfortable here in the Little Iron Room in Stateville. And I hear that Marlene's all right down there at the woman's prison at Dwight. She can stay there for 20 years. Me? Well, I'm going to move. We got a tight little room here for people that get mixed up in murders. 
Little room you can walk into, but you can't walk out. All modern conveniences, electricity, and everything. Well, the old lady said the wages of sin is death. And I... I guess I'd rather be here than in Beezer's cellar. I really am pretty grateful to that little old lady. The little old lady with the six fingers on the hand that pulled me out. The title of today's Quiet Please story is Beezer's Cellar. It was written by Willis Cooper, directed by Chuck and Megan Mara, and the man who spoke to you was Anton Prather. And Maddie Lucas played Marlene, Elena Raja was Callan, and the six-fingered old woman was Margot Moreau. This episode of Quiet Please was originally broadcast on October 10th, 1948, by the Mutual Broadcast System. Thank you for listening to Quiet Please. We'll be taking a short break for the holidays. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll know when we come back in 2021. And so until next time, I am quietly yours, Anton Prather. Quiet Please comes to you from Los Angeles and is produced by Foley Mara Studios. 